dogs followed me home. <laughs> well, I got some bad news. Dr. Fur has been recalled. They determined it to be 100% dog food. Ah, oh, Steve! <laughs> I paid 20 bucks for that stuff. So you got taken. But this stuff is the real thing. Insta-hair? You betcha. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, it's the Married with Children podcast, and we're bald. But not beautiful. We're not beautiful, no. Absolutely not. We are in the nudie bar, we're shooting pool, and we're doing a podcast. I am just so happy to be back, because we have a full panel tonight. Okay guys, so first let me introduce the guy who, uh, well, by the time his skin clears up, his hair will be falling out. Jerry, what's up, Jerry? Have you seen my luscious hair? I'm never going bald. Hey, Justin, you don't mind that we play around with Jerry, do you? No. I mean, that's what we have him for, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I am also with the guy who, uh... Hey, listen, man, I got some Insta hair, Justin, so bottoms up, man. But This doesn't taste like you're supposed to drink Why it. Why are you drinking it? Uh, you said bottoms up! Ugh. Uh, Who says bottom point. Up if you're not supposed to drink it? I'm sorry. He's got a he's got a point, Alex. I know that was stupid. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I will think uh, ahead next time. So, guys, we are reviewing the bald and the beautiful. This is season three, episode seven. The director was John Scuglia. Sorry, what was that last name again? S G U E G L I A. I did the best I could do. And the writers are Jules Dennis, Richard Mueller, and this is a jam-packed episode, and it is about, and this is one of those, like, synopsis that I just want to kill myself. Desperate Al and Steve put their heads together, seeking solutions to impending baldness when Steve begins to notice his receding hairline, whereas Al doesn't care at all. After unsuccessfully trying some hair tonic for themselves, Steve tries joining a club for bald men called Bald American Dudes, or BAD. Al brings along with him, and oh, and brings, and brings Al along with him, who holds their latest meeting at the shoe store. Man, the synopsis the, I have synopsis in front of me, is weird. dude. The like, synopsis <laughs> I have in front of me is way better. Uh, okay, let's have two synopsis of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like three sentences. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> okay, Steve thinks he's going bald after he finds a newspaper clipping for an anti baldness cure given to him by. He therefore joins a club for bald and bald for bald and balding men, taking Al with him. Hmm. The only bad thing is they should take out the own part. Right, yeah. I, Other than that, that would have been perfect. Mine's on the Married with Children wiki. 
when they say like you know the they join a support group for bald men like they make it sound like that's like the main point of the episode yeah it's like three minutes <laughs> at the it's end. like just like a throwaway <laughs> <laughs> that's great <clears throat> yeah they really they really got the idea when they watched this <laughs> all right guys so and real quick before we start the review i'm going to drop some uh edumacation here now this is called the bald and the beautiful Obviously, it's, you know, the title of this show is a playoff, The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's, this is educational because, you know, for those who never watch a show, you wouldn't believe this, what I'm about to tell you. So, this show started, it premiered March 23rd, 1987, and it was like a sister show of The Young and the Restless. Now, since its premiere, the show has become the most watched soap in the world, with an audience of an estimated 26.2 million viewers. And as of 2010, it continues to hold the second place position in the Nielsen ratings as for a daytime drama. So basically what you're learning is that The Bold and the Beautiful is still going on today, believe it or not. You were great, Al. Leave me alone. Oh, come on, Al. You know, I really, really believe that if you practiced once in a while, you could actually get good at sex. <laughs> and honey, you don't have to hit your head. It's the one part I enjoy, Peg. It keeps my mind off what the rest of my body is going through. Yeah, well, take it from me. It's not going through much. <laughs> Why did I ever agree to this Tuesday night sex? And that's it for Monday Night Football. <laughs> it isn't Tuesday, Peg. You've done a bad thing. You must be punished. <laughs> oh, Al, I just wanted it to be closer to your shower night. <laughs> Pretty brazen when you're all satisfied, aren't you? <laughs> Starts off with a bang. We learned something that I'm sure shocked everybody. I mean, I my jaw was on the floor when I heard the arrangement Alan Pegg have. Um, Alan Pegg come down from upstairs, and apparently there's this deal that they worked out that I never I knew nothing about that they have sex every Tuesday. Now, it almost sounds like it's a recent thing, though. Right. So do you think from here on in, Peg gets one sex point a week? No. We have yeah. to clearly see it. Like, it has to be directly referenced. Okay. Yeah. Well, she gets or one else I'm not giving a point. She gets one here. I, you were surprised, but I was more surprised that she said that with practice, Al could be good at sex. <laughs> yeah, she's being very optimistic. So, uh, Peg's smoking a cigarette, so clearly she enjoyed it on some level. But she tricks him, and it's actually Monday Night Football, and he just missed it. Which is weird, because that would imply that it's like 10.30 or 11.30 at night. Because Monday Night Football starts really late. It would also imply that Al was not watching football, was not in tune with football at that yeah, point. Right. <laughs> and wouldn't he have just watched football the day before on Sunday? That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could he forget? He watched it all day. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he thought yesterday was Monday because he watched football. I mean, that's still not uh, good. Kind of, yeah. I'm sort of buying that. But in 1989, the Bears were still coming off their, like, you know, the huge 
Heights of 1985. I'm not sure McMahon was still there at that point, but the Bears were still sort of a big deal, and we didn't know. It's McMahon? No, Jim McMahon. And we didn't ah. we didn't know that they wouldn't ever win again. There was still that sort of hope. So, <laughs> If they lose to the Dolphins, are you going to kill yourself? Well, it's funny you say that. The Bears, the only reason they didn't have an undefeated season is because they lost to the Dolphins in Week 13. So uh, that interrupted, and if they didn't do that, they would have had, they would have had an undefeated season in 1985. So it's weird that you say that. Oh. Well, just, I, I just know that my dad's a Dolphins fan, and he tells me that the only he was he went to a, a game the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go watch my favorite team lose," hmm. but they ended up winning. Just because I scream does not mean I'm satisfied. I was screaming because my hair was caught in your watch. I didn't wake you, did I? You haven't yet. You can you can see between Al's legs. You can clearly see the white of his whitey tidies. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, or at least really? I could on my 4K. You could see some white in that whitey tidy. We gotta get a screenshot of that on our Facebook group page, guys. Join the Facebook group page. Yeah. So okay. So one or two things. One, they were really, really white, which makes me believe that uh, someone's doing the laundry. Someone finally did the laundry, uh, which is like four episodes ago. How long was it? Well, she won we a damn this? washing machine on How Do I Love Thee. Why is she not doing the laundry is the real question. Because she she didn't have the coins. Ah, she needs quarters. Yeah, right. Um, but I was watching and I was like, you know, nowadays you see underwear on TV and a lot of times it's played as a joke and everything. But I'm not sure if, if back then that that was a common thing, if that was something you would see or not. Um, I don't know. I don't think they meant to do that, though. I mean, it's never, it's not obvious enough that me and Justin saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I, 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 well, you look there on guys. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I just pay more attention because I am dedicated to the show. I'm sorry. And I sacrifice. <laughs> oh, I just said sex. Steve, what do you want? <laughs> Is Al saying, I just had sex. What do you want, Steve? Not like, what's up with their awkward open the door <laughs> and say something about sex? Okay. Go like, this happens a lot. Yeah, we could do this all over again. We can, we just, I swear, we could just keep on stitching these, these openers together and have a whole conversation. Yeah. So, Is that one not awkward? I just had sex, Steve. What do you want? That's awkward. Not as awkward as. The one we won't bring up. Yeah, Alan Horty, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. Okay, <laughs> so Steve is like just his whole world just came to an end. He opens the door. He's totally distraught. Look, I think I'm in trouble, Al. I need help. See, I was out walking alone. I couldn't face being around people, so I came here. <laughs> Al, just let me start at the beginning. Right? Jerry, how did you feel at this moment before you found out what it was? What were you... Th- I mean, a million things must have ran through your head. Unfortunately, I knew the name of the episode, so <laughs> I was just, but it threw me off because I thought this was going to be about Al going bald because he's clearly showing signs. And I've never once thought about Steve going bald nor Steve caring about his hair that much. Okay. So that threw you off. I went to work today feeling good, feeling spry. The bank was crowded, so I sent a teller on a break. I was on <laughs> top of the world. And I found this on my desk. Tuna, three for a dollar forty-nine. 
<laughs> well, it happens. Get on with the rest of your life, Steve. Turn it over, Al. A minoxidil. Hope for the hairless. What? You know what this is? What? This is the stuff they give guys who are going bald. What? Going bald. Now, why would somebody give that to me? Well, I don't know. Let me see your head. Ah. Wait. <laughs> you see something? My reflection. <laughs> Right, then it's true, it's starting. Well, that's like saying Betty Davis is just starting. You mean you saw this and didn't tell me? My son didn't care. <laughs> You're awfully cavalier about this, you know. Old man Tyne's been doing a little mowing on your head, too. I know. Please, no. You sure you've seen my wife, my house, my kids? I'm lucky my hands haven't fallen off. It, like, were you baffled because... Well, yeah, because it, 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 this is one of those things and and tv shows do this sometimes where they'll like push something they'll ask you to pretend that you like they won't show it on the camera they'll just ask you like just roll with it that he's balding because like clearly he's not right and the <laughs> weirdest line had to be when he goes it's minoxidil al that's what they give guys who are going bald and then and then he goes well, let, let me see and he, he puts his head down and he goes, it's a it's a parking lot or something like that, or it's a graveyard. Yeah. Like, like what <laughs> what does that? How is his head a graveyard? Like he was just messing with him. Yeah, I thought that too, but I thought maybe we like they just didn't show a bald spot in the back because later on, even Marcy, I don't want to give. Well, it's not really giving anything away, but you know, he talks to her about it, and she says, she says, right, and like, and she says she's known that since he proposed, and it's like. What are you talking about? Then I started to really focus. I said, well, maybe his hairline is just sort of getting higher on his forehead. Like, I guess that doesn't look like the forehead of a 20-year-old guy. So I could see that it's slowly going back a little. But this is, it's nothing, this is ridiculous. That we're supposed to be watching an episode about a bald guy, and it's Steve. And that's why I love what Al says to these guys when he's in this meeting. That I think it was sort of justified there. So I, I'm not going to harp on it or, or take away points because I think Al basically summed it up. Yeah, that that is fair right there because if if that would not have happened at the end of the episode, then you can make an argument that it's like it's one of those – because I've seen this before. I, I have trouble conjuring up any references that I can make to other shows, but I've seen shows where like – they don't show the audience directly and like they just they just want you to assume or like to just believe that it's going on but when you actually like look at this episode it could be just that like you know because he saw that that coupon or whatever it was he got paranoid which got Al paranoid which Al actually does have some receding oh, yeah. baldness type thing going on but they they both got paranoid and it was, and then the you know, and Al wasn't even worried until those girls came in and said something. Yeah, you know? yeah he didn't even care until it affects women. It's more like in their head built up more than it actually is happening, I guess. And I love how Al, that's perfect that it doesn't really matter until it affects your manhood or whatever you want to say. Like your, you know, yeah. that your status of women or whatever. But um, I actually, I, I misquoted. They do say graveyard eventually, but I think it's when um, they're doing the doctor. No, I think, I think Al and... I think Steve bends over and shows him his head. And he says, I see my reflection. That's what he says. And then Al does does it to him. Like, they both see each other's hair. Yeah. Well, that's later on, though. Yeah, still later okay. on. Right. So, okay. Well, let's get to the, the thing. So, he has a thing. He says, somebody left this at my desk. And it's tuna for three... Uh, th- tuna, three for a dollar forty nine. 
Now, Justin, if you would like to tell us how much they spent on tuna back then, you can. <laughs> but uh, the point, and then he goes, no, Al, the other side. And it's minoxidil. It's an advertisement for minoxidil. The mo- I think most people know Rogaine more than minoxidil, but those are the two big hair like recovery uh you know applications that you put into your hair what minoxidil is supposed to do is basically it widens blood vessels and opens potassium channels to allow more oxygen blood and nutrients into the follicles and when those follicles like what it actually makes kind of like the thinner hair follicles even fall out and they're replaced by thicker hair follicles. So that's how this works. But even today, it's totally like farcical because um, it's it doesn't even work where there's a lot of hair loss. Like if you have that ring around your head like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Dude, that thing is bad. Oh, he looks like Bozo the Clown. Like I, I can't <laughs> believe he ran around like that. <laughs> Like, and it's so funny because this guy has $800 million and he couldn't get, like, hair. Like, at least pull it from the back of your head and put it in the, on the top. You know, do something here. Because he he could have started helping it when he was in Rocky Three. He looked fine. <laughs> I can't believe that guy ran around like that. He just let it go. And I'm like, do you see your head? When you look in the mirror, you, you really go, ah, that's good. And you walk out in the ring. Come on, man. It's just the most ridiculous. It's ludicrous. So, so it does like, let's just say Hogan took minoxidil and slathered it over the whole top of his head. It, it would not grow back. It, it doesn't work like that. It's only where you have little bald spots, like on the top, like where Jewish guys wear beanies and stuff. Like that's where it comes back or maybe in the front a little. Um, and it only really, did you call it a beanie? What is it called? Oh, yarmulke. A yarmulke. And all the tests that they really conduct, it's all done on younger guys who just experienced hair loss in the last five years. So it's all nonsense. And if it was real, don't you think we would all really hear about it and and hear tons of people we even know talking about how all their hair and know people whose hair came back? Who knows anyone whose hair came back? Yeah. (laughs) One of the greatest television episodes who tackled this and in a great way man it's called uh the uh, the simpsons did it and it's <laughs> the simpsons did it of course they did <laughs> yeah, of course and it's called simpson and delilah and you know of course that's a reference to samson and delilah the girl who cut the guy's hair off and he lost all his powers or whatever and that's a great amazing reference because Homer, they couldn't use minoxidil, I guess, so they had to say demoxinil as a spoof of it. And Homer does it, and he grows hair, and all of a sudden he moves up in the company. He's like the, you know, like the top guy under Smith, uh, Mr. Burns and stuff. And he's like, you know, holding. He's he's like a speaker and stuff like that. And everyone's listening to him, and then Bart. Uh, goes to put the the stuff on his face to grow a goatee and then homer finds him and he drops it and he spills it and then all of homer's stuff is gone and he has no more money to get it so then his hair completely falls out the next day and then he goes to do another speaking thing and everyone's like oh my god does this bald guy really think he knows me yeah you know, and it, like they completely dismiss him and they just get up and walk away and he's like and then homer gets completely demoted back to his old job 
And it's like the, the craziest episode, but it's like great. That's an early episode, isn't it? Yeah, that's season Since I've two. seen that one. Yeah, season two, episode two. Yeah, it, it was really amazing. So that's another great like hair loss episode to watch. How can you accept this? If all our hair falls off, our, our, our wives won't want us anymore. Well, there you go. <laughs> Look on the bright side. I happen to love my wife, Al. Oh, God, what am I going to tell Marcy? What if she leaves me? Who will have me? So um, these two hot blondes walk in the shoe store, and Al's alone working there because poor Luke is gone. And um, they just they just want – well, they, he could tell – that they're hot for some reason. Did you guys realize that? I think it's I think it's because like the um, time from the door opening to just standing there, there had been no screaming. The earth had not shook. You know, so he, he got a tell. sense about those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said there was like a sea breeze when they walked in. <laughs> a sea breeze. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Well, I see you're not fat and don't have an attitude, so uh, you can't be looking for me, but uh, how can I help you? We just came in to see if we could get some change. So many places have a rule that you have to buy something. Well, that's just for the homely. (laughs) Say, didn't you used to play football for the Bears? Me? Well, uh, yeah. I knew it. You just have those rugged good looks of an athlete in his prime. Yeah. That never goes away, does it? <laughs> yeah, you know, if it wasn't for this darn bum knee, I'd still be on those Wheaties boxes like you remember me. <laughs> but let me get you your change. Damn this leg. <laughs> As he walks away, these two girls just start talking out loud about... Do you really know that guy from the Bears? And she's like, no, I just have a sp- soft spot for guys who are losing their hair. <laughs> like, remember that episode? Uh, well, we're, we're trying to forget it. Peggy Sue got work. Remember how, like, the whole episode was based around her taping Oprah and Phil, and suddenly everyone around her just kept talking about Oprah and Phil? Yeah. And VCRs, believe it or not. <laughs> Let's go buy VCR. Let's buy two. This is, like, the same thing. Like, Al happens to talk about losing his hair for the first time in his life with Steve, and the next day he overhears these two girls talking about sympathy for guys losing their hair. (laughs) You've seen that guy play football? No. I've just got a soft spot in my heart for guys who are losing their hair. Uh, Did you ever sleep with a bald guy? Oh, God, no. Uh-huh. Yep. Thanks, handsome. Yeah, right. The only reason I accept this is because I've had this happen a few times in my life where I didn't know about something, and then all of a sudden I know about it, and it's everywhere. Like, or I run into it like right away. Right, I've done that. Yeah. So I, I I'm not. Dis- I'm just saying it's funny. But like, where do these girls learn to whisper on a helicopter? <laughs> do they see this guy standing two feet away from? <laughs> Maybe they think uh, going bald also means you're going deaf. (laughs) Yeah, you're just old. Everything's going. So Al starts checking his hair on the the foot mirror. On the foot. Yeah, 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 the mirror. (laughs) So you can look down in the mirror to look at your – or you can use it for what Luke used it for to look up dresses. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mecca is that way, Al. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Steve? Steve walks in, he says, Al, Mecca is that way, because Al looks like he was bowing and praying. <laughs> yeah, because um, Muslims pray towards Mecca, because that's uh, the holy city where um, Muhammad was born, which is their prophet. Okay, uh-huh. so where where would you, how do they know which way is Mecca? Is it like a... Un- it would be like just knowing, it's in Saudi Arabia, so... You just go to that general direction. They all they all know, trust me. I work with <laughs> like we have a huge Muslim population here. I work with tons of Kurdish people and they know. They know exactly which way to pray. I, I have seen it many times. So they look it up at like they look at a map ahead of time and just know the general direction. Okay. I guess you just need a compass, right? Yeah, right. Like where is it on a compass? Well no, if you're you would pray it would be like praying towards the Middle East. So like mm-hmm. Wherever, uh, what would that be? East? East. Be, yeah, Middle East. Yeah. So you, in America, you would just like most like pray towards the east. But it's more important over there because they actually do pray towards Mecca. Well, Mecca is actually in the northeast. So if you would have a compass, it would be almost directly in the middle of northeast. Yeah. Well, we'll never know because we're not allowed to enter Mecca. So. Really? Yeah. Non-Muslims are prohibited from entering the city. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to stay here in Jersey. Yep. I just ran into two girls who thought I was a football player. (laughs) Anyhow, I uh, came down to get some minoxidil, but uh, you need a prescription. All I could get over the counter was this stuff, Dr. Fur. I guess he just doesn't want to go to his doctor about it. The less people you admit it to. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Now, he gets this stuff called Dr. Fur. Now, when you hear that name, what do you think of? Uh, porno on PBS. <laughs> uh, that's what I think of. Huh. Right. Well, yeah. No, it, it's 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 a hair growth, apparently. <laughs> Time to feed and seed. Ooh, I can feel it working. It smells like dog food. If I thought it would grow hair, I'd put your socks on my head. You want some? No. Al, like, says, I am not putting that in my hair. And he looks over towards the window of his shoe store, and he sees those two hot blondes walking with probably the <laughs> ugliest guy with the ugliest hair I've ever seen in my life. Oh, boy. But he had a lot of it. He did have a lot of it. Right. <laughs> Al rubs it in his hair smells like dog food and it's called Dr. Fur but that's fine Al rubs it in his hair because at this point he's he's feeling the repercussions of hair loss I guess so uh, the next scene Buck is licking his head clean I love I love Buck in this episode just because he, he has two really good gags this one and there's another scene coming up but just I like when they incorporate him into visual gags yeah yeah Yep. No, yeah, he's always – every time he has a gag, it really pays off. Like the Santa shoe um, – what was the one that topped it for you, Jerry? Uh, oh, man, it was just in an episode. Was it all in the family when they said they're famished and he ran upstairs? No, no, there's one that happened this season that I was like, this is a – oh, him him with the sign, uh, the dog who watched Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yep. 
So, why does Peg think a sombrero is a condom? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know, hat. Like, people call them hats sometimes. That is true. People call them Jimmy hats. Oh. Maybe she thinks they were having, like, uh, they were role-playing Fiesta-like or something. There's, like, so many nicknames for condoms, so I wouldn't be surprised if sombrero is one. I wouldn't know. I don't wear them. Yeah, neither do I. I think I wore it twice in my life. Yeah. And she thought it was ribbed for her pleasure. Sorry, I just had to do that joke. <laughs> so so uh, Steve took Marcy to an Elmer Fudd retrospective. That was so... I'm sorry, that was hilarious. That line, like, he kept asking me if I think he's sexy. Yeah, That's his, so good. I love the Looney Tunes. Now, is he the one who stutters? Yeah, he's the one that's always, that the hunter who stutters. Oh, no, I don't... Porky the Pig is the one who stutters. Uh, well, Elmer Fudd stutters, but I guess it's really only only in his laugh. Oh, okay. Because he laughs. He's, uh... And he's the one who always wants to shoot Bugs Bunny, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's rabbit season. It's wabbit season. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Mars. Strange behavior in men doesn't necessarily mean anything. The smallest things upset them. You know, their favorite team loses, the car doesn't start, you lose your cigarette in his pudding. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Steve has something on his mind. So what are you supposed to do about it? Care? <laughs> Come on. He's got a mother. She broke him, let her fix him. We have enough trouble keeping ourselves happy in a marriage. Come on, let's go shopping and really give him something to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, that's just weird. How can a girl keep you happy? What are what are the three simple ways? I feel like you're setting me up to get. <laughs> All right, I'll ask Justin then. What what three way? What what do girls? Because I would think it's uh, feeding you on some level. I mean, because girls cook better than guys It's not a sexist thing. Not anymore. Damn. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that, like, typically when I meet a girl that is my age or younger... Oh, they don't cook good. They don't cook anymore. Like, I'm always the better cooker. <clears throat> and I'm not great, but, like, be, I, lo- I like fair. the cooker. I think it's a huge problem in America, I'm just saying. Just saying. It, not even with just females, but men, too. Like, people don't know how to cook anymore. It's, it's sad. I gotta say, my wife's mother cooks better than her. You're right. Ah, Alex, your wife should know how to cook. She does? She does good. But her mom has a certain flavor to her food that yeah. just seems different. Well, mm. you need to send her back for like a week-long boot camp. <laughs> yeah, I tried so many times when we were dating. I was like, can you just hang out with your mom one night when she's making <laughs> my favorite dish and just stand there and videotape and do whatever you got to do. But just get it, get it in our house, please. And she never made the time. So uh, she makes a... a a version of her mom's food, but it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't eat most of the stuff Reese makes because there's no meat in it. So uh, I, yeah, right. Though she does make all in manicotti. The three ways to keep a guy happy, really, is just food, sex, and give him free time. And I think other than that... I, I think you nailed it, honestly. I think those are those are the three most important things. And... Honestly, like the the free time is a huge thing. Like a lot yeah, of people a- don't, re- and it's not even just for you, but like um, for like the female too. Like I think I I see you know couples sometimes who literally, like you don't refer to them as, you know, Steve, right? It's it's Steve and Angel, or you know, right. I just made up two names, but <laughs> um, 
so yeah, like I, I think that sometimes people spend like a little too much time together, and it's not good for either of them. No, it is not. You, it's inhibiting your growth. You know what's weird though? Reese absolutely needs no time to herself, but she's very, very good at giving me my time. She'll usually use that time to play video games. So it works out because she can go play video games and I can go watch my movies or work on whatever podcast I'm doing. You you podcast? No, not not well. Um, <laughs> but she needs no time to herself whatsoever. Hmm. I don't get it. I can't, I, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. My wife doesn't need it. Um, but she, you know what it is? She works nights. It really just works out. dogs followed me home <laughs> well i got some bad news dr fur has been recalled they determined it to be 100 percent dog food oh, steve. you know after the dogs chased steve into al's house and buck stole the bottle yeah, and buck stole the bottle uh which al does not go after once he hears the news which by the way al could have got his money back he didn't lose out on that money if an item is recalled, you don't even need a receipt for it. It doesn't have to be new. It could be used as long as there's some still left in it. You can take it back to any store that sold it and get your money back. I paid 20 bucks for that stuff. So you got taken. So, yeah, it turns out it's 100% dog food. Uh, Al was right the whole time. Now, Steve has Insta hair. But this stuff is the real thing. Insta hair? You betcha. You use this slime twice a day, and in two weeks, Sasquatch City. <laughs> not so fast, Al. This may not work on you. See, the doctor I got it from in the bar wouldn't sell it to me until he tested me first. Sit down. Yeah, did he happen to grab you and tell you to cough? <laughs> Do you want to know if you're an Insta hair candidate or not? Uh, go ahead, give me the test. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> My head burned too. Yeah, good. Just stay there one second, Steve. I got a test for you. Don't you see? Where there's pain, there's life. You should know that better than anyone. Your follicles are alive. And the guy in the bar wouldn't sell it to him until he passed the test. So that's how you know it's totally legit. I like that this had a had a gullibility test to make sure that you weren't going to come back to him and claim it didn't work because you're a candidate. I, I love that. So he he lights a match, blows it, and puts it on Al's head. Al is not having that. He is like freaking out. Steve says, "Oh no, it's good." Because that means where there's where there's a uh, pain, there's uh, life. And Al goes, yeah. And he runs back and gets a baseball bat. And I thought Al was really going to hit him. I was I was really excited for this. Um, and uh, I'm sure that would have been Jerry's. Like, oh, he, his 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 heart was probably about to. I, I I was on the edge of my seat. You were fearing for Steve's life. Tears were welling up. I was truly terrified. Bottoms up, Al. <laughs> Uh, Al, you're not supposed to drink it. It goes on your head. What the hell did you say bottoms up for? Don't worry. 
don't worry. Let me, let me check something here. Can you still see me? Yeah. Then you're one of the 5%. Splash them on your head. So Kelly believes that old people don't need hair anyway. So Also, she has her jacket on that I love. She has that again, yeah? That ja- yeah Dude, they're keeping up with it. She is still repping that jacket. Hmm. Hey, are any of you guys bald? I was no. going to actually bring that up. Like, it, it, I, I, I don't think – like, you can sometimes tell if you're going to get bald. Hmm. But, like, I don't think that I am. Like, I, it doesn't feel like I am. It's n- never anything that I've worried about. I think it's a generation. Like, I think that each generation is, like, less and less bald. Like, when mm. I was a kid kid, you know, like a little kid, like, everybody's dad was bald. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> no, and, my like, now I don't really see, like, a ton of people that are, like, You're right. you know, in the in 40s, 50s, all bald and stuff. No. Not so- as many. Are any of your dads or grandfathers bald? Because my grandfather's like 75, still full of head of hair. My dad's still got a full head of hair. So I don't really have much worries for me losing my hair. You know what? My grandfather has full hair. His dad had full hair. And my other side grandfather had full hair too. I don't I don't think I I don't think I know have anybody in my direct family that, that balded. My grandmother's dad didn't bald either. The most common cause of hair loss is it's it's hereditary condition. It's called male pattern baldness, and believe it or not, females go bald too. There are, there is female pattern baldness. Oh yes, I know. Oh, I, know. I know. Yeah, and it usually occurs gradually and in predictable patterns, like receding hairlines or bald spa- uh, spots. But mostly baldness is, uh, I think, it's associated with male sex hormones and stuff like that it just makes uh hair growth it it just doesn't renew with the cycles and it eventually stops and dies out and a lot of it they say is like the your grand your mother's father you're gonna have his hair my mom's dad had his hair until he died so i am actually still good my hairline, my forehead, I, I think it's a normal size forehead. Nobody's ever said I had a five head. So I don't think it's really going away or anything. And I definitely don't have any bald spots in the back top of my head either. So, Did you ever meet one of those kids? Sorry to cut you off. But did you ever meet one of those kids when you're like, you know, 20? And, and they, they have like a really bad receding hairline. Like, oh, yeah. And, and you're just like, you start feeling like, you know, that that's like not going to slow down <laughs> and like, and you just feel bad for him. I had a kid at work who I, we hired and he was like 20 and he had one real bad. And I was like, I was like, yikes, <laughs> like this yeah. guy's going to be in trouble soon. <laughs> I'm just like, better you than me, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it, man. I don't say too much more to the guy. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it mostly is. So if your mom, if her dad has good hair, then you're. You're good. Uh, I'm right now. I'm just concerned with my gray hairs. I I have gray hairs on the side of my head. But the cool thing is, with today's modern haircuts, the fade thing that's seem, seemingly still popular. Like it's weird. Like culture just sort of stopped in life. Like there used to be such like uh, decade defining haircuts, and that seemed to stop in the 2000s. Like no, everyone's afraid to do anything that's not acceptable anymore. So we could all sort of do the same safe haircut and get away with it and that's like nothing is progressing i thought we just ran out of ideas 
Like, how much can you do with hair? Uh, I don't know. Like, you can do a lot, I guess. Like, I don't but, know. Like, I, I typically not been get, done. like, a fade as well. It's kind of like beards now, I guess. Like, beards are kind of the, the thing. Yeah. Well, I just grow a, grow a goatee to cover most of my face because I look better when it's covered. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's all really. I have. That's the only reason I have a goatee. I'm not actually that into the look. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly believes that you know old people don't eat hair, so I'm as as old as Al basically. So I guess she doesn't look at me anymore. Probably not. But I got a problem <laughs> with uh, this scene. But when Bud puts it on his head, he doesn't react at all. React to what? To the burning. Did they? I don't remember that. Al got a baseball bat over it. Oh no, no, no that was a he match, was... dude. <laughs> what? Oh wait, they put a match in his head? How did I miss that? Oh my god. <laughs> what Holy I thought, crap. I thought he put it on I thought he put the, the, the liquid on his head. Uh I'm glad I explained it all earlier too. So two times you were bombarded with this information and it sunk in zero. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I blame my cat. He is not leaving me alone today. <laughs> Let him laugh, Al. In ten years, his head will be as barren as your lawn. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, bud, hair is hereditary. So is hair loss. So, you mean by the time his skin clears up, his hair will be falling out? <laughs> oh, bud, my poor, sexless, hairless brother. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Dad, what did you have me for? A biological experiment? <laughs> I was just getting used to being poor, and now this. Now, easy, bud. Stress causes baldness. Relax. Who cares if you're bald? You can always make money selling flowers at airports. I'll lend you one of my dresses. Yeah, give me the one that says, put them here, boys. You know, it's going to be so much fun at school tomorrow with all the kids running around chanting, bud, bud, head like a spud. Dad, what am I going to do? I mean, am I going to lose just a little like you? Or am I going to be like Mr. Rhodes? If you would have said, am I going to lose hair like like you did or he did at work, but you said little hair for Al, but then you make it sound like it's much worse for Steve. And I'm right. like, Steve's like really, like his hair is pretty good. Now, would you have went for that joke? I mean, they're clearly, cr- like, ramming this down our throats. It's it's almost to the point where it's like, guys, enough. Oh, I got it. What? He's getting back at Steve because Steve, he, I think he was messing with Steve because Steve told him he was going to lose his hair, too. When he was like, oh, no, your dad lost his hair. It's hereditary. You're going to lose, too. So I think he wanted to mess with Steve. I don't know. But but what's that kind of person? And he's we've already said he's quick witted. Yeah, but you're really trying to sell this. It that I don't know if that was the intent. I really believe that they're just doing what they've been doing the whole episode and trying to make us believe Steve's bald. Like I'm surprised David Garrison didn't read this and he was like, "Well, guys, like, do you think we should just make this about Al?" And maybe he says, "I'm losing a little on top." Like. Why are you making this about me? It's 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 almost like having an episode that Steve's getting fat. They went a little too far with it, but they're definitely trying to play on Steve having more insecurities with how he looks because he's always cared more about how he looks than Al does. 
So they're definitely playing on that. But there's just certain times where they take it too far and it's no longer believable. Like, there's no way they would have let him into bald, American, bald, beautiful. Yeah, they'd say, get out of here. Yeah, there's no way they would have let him in there. There's no way that uh, Bud's joke would have worked unless he was trying to mess with Steve. And as that, as you pointed out, I'm stretching to make that happen. Right. I don't think they thought that. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, like, I think that it's you're supposed to pretend a little bit, but kind of when you brought up the fact that, that you know, the end with, with Al where he's like, we're not really bald type thing. Right. It, I think that it kind of goes the other. I'm thinking of it the other way now where I'm thinking that, you know, they just they, – they were paranoid. Um, mm, okay. Just like because Bud even gets paranoid based off of a – like a lie yeah i guess it is something to be paranoid about we already pointed out that steve's being paranoid we're talking more about like the some of the lines they wrote are pushed too far and make no sense him saying that like bud saying that uh am i gonna lose a little hair like dad or am i going to look like mr road yeah so so we have to basically we need to figure out if this is a fantasy Meaning that, like, they, 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 like, are going bald, but we just don't see it. Like, in the storyline, they are actually going bald, like, even Steve. And we just don't see it because how would you do that? Because then you'd have to make Steve bald every single episode. You know what I mean? Or is it to where everybody's in on the – everybody's cracking jokes. You know, that's just part of the cracking joke nature. Like, it's it's kind of confusing. Like, I don't think that's it's the problem you have with – what do you think it is? Oh, no, I'm going to go with Justin's idea that I think that they're just both paranoid. And I think the thing that tells us this, the clear sign, is that he was given a coupon and he thinks he's going bald. We already agreed he's paranoid. But what JP just said is that either this is a fantasy episode, which makes no sense because uh, well, he's wait. right. Then they would have to do him being bald every single every thing. Episode, right. And that wouldn't work. I don't think it's I like it was a hundred percent paranoid. The question is not the paranoid or any of that. It's are they going too far with the jokes to push it down our throats when they when the jokes don't work when we can clearly see his head? <laughs> well, that's it's it, it. But that leads back to the question: Are we supposed to just believe that he's bald, that he's balding? No, like, we're and, supposed and, to and if that we he's are supposed paranoid. to believe, but uh, okay, so then, so, so then if we. If we're supposed to believe that he's paranoid, then then I guess what it would be is that the jokes... It works, then? I, no, I think the jokes are bad writing. I think at, at first when Al says, I can see my reflection, that is obviously him messing with Steve. Okay. But okay. Al gets paranoid after the girls diss on him, and he goes to the paranoia with him. Then... You, the only thing, oh my God, we just figured it out. It's the paranoia. Bud's joke comes after the paranoia. They're all feeding into Steve being as bad as it is because they're all being paranoid. That's why, that's how these jokes work with him saying, it's a graveyard. Am I going to be like you? It's the jokes are pushed a little too far, but it's all paranoia. It's not fantasy, it's just slightly poorly written jokes to push the paranoia I don't, I don't know if they're slightly poorly written though because if like okay yeah obviously they're if they're not actually bald like we know that as the audience right 
and the only one that's kind of balding is Al. But in their heads, they are. So how would the jokes be, uh, you know, wrong if in their heads? I didn't they say they were wrong. I said they're 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 pushing it a little too far with the jokes. Like Bud's joke is the best example of one that's pushed too far. Dad, what am I gonna do? I mean, am I gonna lose just a little like you, or am I gonna be like Mr. Rhodes? <laughs> Yeah, the the skeleton, the graveyard. Al says, is kind of believable because at that point, I he's fallen fully into the paranoia because that's mm. them checking each other. But Bud hasn't hit that full thing. I don't think Bud fully comes into that until Kelly does the dog joke. So you're what you're saying I'm is saying, because Bud says, you know, bald like you or more or worse like Mister Rhodes or whatever. And as an audience, we see that Al is clearly worse than Mr. Rhodes, that the joke is stupid, right? Yes. Unless okay, you I kind of – I feel you on that, actually. Unless you believe that I – what I think is that Bud is is making fun of Steve because Steve told him he's going bald too. And it's him, like, getting back. And then it backfires because – You know what I'm going to say? What? I'm going to say that Bud's mind is too preoccupied to even get there. I think that he's – so overwhelmed with his own hair loss that he would not even think to be witty and take a jab at Steve to pay. I that. think he would because I don't think he takes it serious. I don't think he takes it serious until his dad tells him, yeah, this is going to happen to you, which happens after he makes the joke at Steve. That's when he sits down and, well, if, and he, if he's just messing with Steve, then it does make sense. That's a fine that's joke. That's what I'm saying. But Alex is saying I'm stretching to make that happen. Yeah, I, I think that you're out of order. I have a feeling that he was told it's hereditary before he makes that joke. He he was told it was hereditary. He didn't take it serious until he, after he makes the joke and his dad confirms it because he believes his dad. Hmm. All right. I'd have to re-watch the sequences of events there to really yeah. know for sure. Let him laugh, Al. In 10 years, his head will be as barren as your lawn. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, bud, hair is hereditary. So is hair loss. Dad, what am I going to do? I mean, am I going to lose just a little like you? Or am I going to be like Mr. Rhodes? (laughs) Bud, sit down. I I was thinking while we were talking here, when I was saying, like, fantasy right like this is this is an example right i can't remember what show it was but there was a show uh fallen teenagers and one of the teenagers what was going on a date and it was like one of these sitcoms from from like you know the 90s and one of the teenagers was going on a date and they got a giant pimple before the date and the episode was like about, about the pimple like trying to deal with it and stuff but there was no the audience couldn't see it because like for whatever reason they didn't put the makeup on so it was like that you just pretended that the pimple was there the whole episode like like it was like one of those things that you just kind of like ignored I guess. That's weird. You know. That that's It never really it never did a close be... up or anything of her face. You know, it was always far away and she would just point to her face and be like, "Look at it." You know, and then the other characters would react like, "Oh, oh man, like What's well, funny know? you say that because Kelly refers to Bud's it's all the time and that okay like that. Yeah. Yeah, he has a completely perfect complexion. So it's it is a very I know it's weird saying that about a young boy, but I mean it, it is what it is. 
So like that that is weird. You're right. They do do that. Um but yeah, like you guys alluded to, Kelly does this insanely great joke where she happens to be again brushing Buck's hair, pulls the fur ball out of the the brush and then ha- she is a genius as stupid as she is. She's a comic genius because she she prompts Bud to come over and sit by her or whatever. And she says, ah, you're not losing your hair and grabs him by the back of the head and pulls out the the dog hair and shows mm. Bud. And he goes screaming and running like that is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. When I first seen this scene, I wasn't thinking of anything that that, that was going to be the joke. And I was like, oh, look at Kelly being nice brushing Buck. And then I was like, yeah, I, I should have known that it was for a different reason. <laughs> I immediately started looking for the angle and I was like, why is she petting Buck? Like, this is I thought it was going to be that Buck like, grew a bunch of hair or something so that it like was it was funny because it's like it didn't oh, work on the that, people, but it worked on the dog. <laughs> I Yeah, I can definitely see that. I like I was immediately just like, I don't know where this is going. This is there's got to be an angle here. But yeah, oh, that actually would have been really funny. <laughs> now we're all proud to be no man members, but uh, would either of you guys, even if we were, I think we've established right. None of us are losing our hair, right? No. Correct. Okay. Now, if we were, would we ever, or are we of the mind of Al or Steve? Would we ever join the bald American dudes or bad? <laughs> I would join a hat club. We would just. Wear hats. Yeah, I just would wear more bandanas, more hats, you know, shave my head, whatever. Yeah, I would not I would not go join a club for men with no hair. One, that seems weird. And two, I now believe that Steve would really easily be convinced to join a cult. (laughs) (laughs) He totally would too. Like, it did not take him much to join this and he gets behind things that I just question, like the whole getting rid of pennies things. Like that was the whole thing. They show he gets behind some really weird things sometimes. And that's hard for me to say about Steve, but I, that was weird. Yeah, if if you're losing your hair, why join this? Why not just wear a clapping hat? Oh, my God. I'm going to murder you, Alex. Where's <laughs> Al- Alex? Who's that? Where's Al's bat? I'm going to make sure you never talk about this hat again. I will beat it until it's out of your memory. I will find a way to delete that episode from (laughs) your your DVD sets. You will never, ever again visit or Matt or that football stadium ever again. Uh, Whatever. Fine. I won't look at Kelly's phone number. I won't do anything alluding to that episode ever again. Never talk about that thing again. I'll never see another girl in a wet sweatshirt. Nothing. (laughs) Gee, you look good in a hat, Steve. (laughs) Oh, hey, Steve. Stupid hat. (laughs) Let me see your head. It's a graveyard. (laughs) Me? A ghost town. (laughs) We have to face it, Steve. The stuff isn't working. Tastes good, but uh, there's work. And we have to learn to live with it. These are our heads. Al, I can't bear this burden alone. Listen, I've heard there's help available for guys like us, but I need to borrow your shoe store. For what? Now, yeah, these are a bunch of insecure guys. I mean, like, why would you ever spend your time? Like, Alcoholic Anonymous is for people 
who needs serious help and actually there's a road to uh there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel here like the only light is when these guys lean forward because like what what is the point of joining this group what do you hope to accomplish feeling better about your hair loss like seriously dude and here's the thing like when they were doing i before the the main guy started talking i 100 percent thought this was going to be a bunch of people sharing how to fix the problem how to get more hair right you know what hats work, what toupees work. No, it then turns into them being proud that they're going bald. And I was like, this took a whole different turn, but I guess that makes more sense with them being bald Americans. Right, but why not be productive and find solutions to this? Like, clearly it's on your mind, no pun intended. Accepting but- that they're going to lose their hair, and now they've got to convince us that that that's okay. Right. Right, we're wrong. They're more aerodynamic, and they're more sophisticated. <laughs> and at what point does being aerodynamic matter while having sex? Not even in the Mile High Club does that matter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Murray, and I'm bald. Hi, Murray. Hi, guys. We will now bring this meeting of bald American dudes to order. Can we please bring in our newest brothers, Brother Al and Brother Steve? I don't like this. It's like the day I get married. Hi, Hi, Steve. Hi, Al. Can I please have my blindfold back? Right now, I'd like to turn the meeting over to Brother Lance. Hi, I'm Lance, and I'm bald. No kidding. Hair, how can we stop it? Now, I admit that at one time, man might have needed hair like in prehistoric times when very large birds flew overhead and hats hadn't been invented. But times have changed. The point is the bald are more evolved, more intelligent, and more sophisticated. So the next time a hairy child comes up and says, hey, let me rub your head for luck, you just tell that child that's not what your mother rubbed. The only good thing he said is when a kid comes up to ask to rub your head for luck, you tell him that's not what your mother rubbed, which <laughs> I was dying because I was like, mom jokes are the best jokes in the world. Terry Ricolta was like, that is enough. My child would never say that about me. Honey, she what what he's referring to is um my belly when I was pregnant. Yeah, my belly when daddy when I was yeah, I was pregnant with you, honey. Yeah, so um now, when Al and Steve walk into this room with a blindfold, can you explain why this would happen? Like, wh- what's the big reveal here exactly? Well, yeah, it makes no sense. They know where it is. They hosted it. <laughs> it's their shoe store, right? You couldn't host that in a living room? Or were you just trying to hide it from – the? I guess he was trying to hide it. But they know how to get there. It's not like it's a secret location. And they had to come in and let people in. So wouldn't they have seen them then, or at least most of them? Yeah, were they all wearing hats when they walked in? They had the keys. Like, do they come in in ceremonial robes with their hoods up? <laughs> like, no. I don't understand. They're, they're proud of it. Why would they hide their heads? Like, in, in what organization do you join where they blindfold you in unless you're going through some kind of initiation? 
I don't know, but I'd want my blindfold back. Okay. <laughs> what a great line that is. I love how Al immediately is insulting these guys, and, and it just gets worse and worse as he keeps opening his mouth. It is just amazing. So, let's share. Who among us shall be first? Brother Steve. <clears throat> I'm Steve, and I've been concealing my problem. Say it! Say it! Say it! My baldness. <laughs> From my wife. I was ashamed. <laughs> but you have given me the strength to be proud of my hairline, no matter where it may wander across my head. <laughs> You're the greatest. I love you guys. Good brother Steve. Tell her so she can realize like thousands of other women have that bald men are sexier, more virile, and aerodynamic. <laughs> Let's face it, it doesn't get better than bald. Remember, a bald head says good in bed. <laughs> all right, all right. Brother Al. Have you been moved to share? <laughs> sure, I'll share. Let me share this little tidbit with you. You guys are nuts. Attractive, virile, sexy. Women want you. For what? To check their makeup. But you, human flashlights, have really helped me. When I came here tonight, I thought I was bald. But looking at you guys, I've realized two things. One, I really miss shooting pool. I'll always like, I really miss pool. Yeah, he goes, I realized two things. One, I really miss shooting pool. That will never not be insanely hilarious. And two, I'm not bald. Steve's not bald. You guys are bald. <laughs> Really bald. 100 watt soft white bald. Let me say one more thing. If and when I ever do lose my hair, I still won't be sitting here with you. Because I have something at home that it doesn't care what I look like, accepts me for what I am, and is always there when I need it. My couch. <laughs> They have, like, I think those type of bald, baldness is, like, the worst, where it's, like, you have those two side things, <laughs> and the top's just gone. Ring around yeah. the head. Like, re like red looks... from that 70s show. Like, <laughs> It looks like you have, like, some kind of weird communicator earphones <laughs> on, like, where the uh, bass is around your head and then to the ears and then stops just so you can, like communicate through that like like if if that had ever happened to me like i would just go full bald like i would just shave off my head i was actually I gonna go I'll... there i was gonna ask you guys what you would do if you were losing your hair now let's let's break it down if you were losing your hair like al would you keep combing your hair straight back or would you part it down the middle to cover the side parts that are missing i probably i might keep it for a little bit like because i'm like okay well like it still doesn't like it doesn't look like I'm worried. Like as long as I just don't worry about it, then then it's fine. It's just like the way my hair is. But like after if it got any like worse, I would just shave my head completely. OK, so you wouldn't do the whole Hogan thing. You wouldn't grow it longer. 
No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> what was that called? A skullet? Oh, ah, my God. Jesus. Hulk Hogan has a skullet. Hey, brother. <laughs> I got some Rogaine for you. I mean, to be fair, it is like a very unique look. Like, nobody else has that. <laughs> That's true. You have more more hair on your lip than the top of your head, but okay. <laughs> I just want to make it official. I met Hulk Hogan. We had an uh, amazing conversation. He's a great guy. We talked. I've met Hulk Hogan too. Yeah, we talked about Harley Davidsons the whole time. It was. I, I have not. I don't hang out with swingers and racists. <laughs> hey, plus Hulk Hogan bangs dudes' wives. I'm not trying to let him near mine. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a balloon with ears on it to make you feel better. <laughs> Only if you attach the the Hulk Hogan hair to it. <laughs> now, do you guys know that ca- he mentions cavemen eating hair? Now, do you know that the reason this is like really going sort of off topic, but on topic in a weird way? Do you know why women have hair down there and stuff? Uh, I think that it helps with disease and and cleaning, right? Pretty sure I learned in school that that what Justin said is one hundred percent accurate. It might not be what you are going for, but Justin is right. It helps with disease and cleaning. Yeah, it helps. It helps keep things from getting to the vagina. That's why you have hair there. They teach you that. Okay. Well, Howard Stern felt that's why this. That's... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to the expert here. Yeah. Well, he is, he is actually. Um, he on vagina hair. He's an expert on vagina hair. Well, he said that it was to to trap the smell of the women, and that would attract. That's probably true too. Yeah, and that would attract the men. Believe it or not, that's probably partially like it's probably all three of those things. My only problem with that is pheromones don't come directly out of that. They would come out of her armpits. Also, like the female smell comes out of more than. Well, think about it. That's why there's armpit hair, and we also shave that. It's true. See, so maybe he's right. You know what? You got me there. I don't have anything <laughs> to look at that. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> all over on that one. Yeah. So he said he just basically degrades these guys. He tells them that they're how they're they're ridiculous. This place is depressing, and he just wants to leave. He just walks right out of the meeting. Can you imagine how Steve felt having to sit there, dude? He, but not only that, they're in a hit the store he works at that is closed, and he leaves. They could have stolen stuff. They could have broken stuff. Oh, you're gonna talk trash on us, eh? Well, guess what? We're stealing all your shoes. We're breaking your mannequins. Mm. Like he leaves. He does. He clearly leaves. So I'm guessing Steve maybe has the keys, or he still. I, I don't know. Right. Well, I could picture that guy Lance wearing high heels. Actually. Yeah. Does he work uh, at a certain store? <laughs> well, let's talk about some of these guys. So the guy Lance, who, who's the he's the white guy because the black guy is. Um, Murray. Murray, right. And the white guy is Lance. So real quick, Lance, the guy who tells the whole story about the kid who burned the guy's hair at, in, in Bermuda or wherever it was. Um, he His name is Graham Jarvis. And he's a, he's a working – well, he's not. He, he's dead now. But he was a working actor. He was in Misery, Guiding Light. Uh, what's up, Doc? Nothing like amazing, but he looked. If you look at some pictures of him, he looks like he was in Star Trek. At some, yeah, here he is, Star Trek: The Next Generation. He was a uh, Klim Dukachin, Dukachin, or something like that. So, and he was in Tales from the Crypt. He was actually in a lot of stuff. And I remember him. 
Uh, where did I? Oh, he was in. Yeah. Oh yeah, I died. I, I remembered him from Misery. That's that's where I recognized him. Uh, he died in April on April sixteenth, two thousand three, at seventy two years old. And the guy who I guess is the president of this bad is his real name is Henry Sanders. And he's famous for whiplash as as recent as 2014, believe it or not. He was in Rocky Balboa. His name was Martin. I guess he was helping Rocky train with Duke. And he was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. And that was like his big thing um, in his life. And it's funny because he was in this movie or yeah, a movie called No Man's Land. And, and you know, No Ma'am and all mm. that stuff. No Ma'am's Land. So that's weird that he was in that. So... Uh, and then the one chick we didn't mention, one of the two blondes that walked in, the one girl, uh, I guess the one who says less, has no acting credits on Earth besides Married with Children. But the one who gave most of the lines, her name is Teresa Cablin. There's no A on that. It's just Therese. Well, see, I was going to say Therese, but then I thought it might be wrong because nobody ever says Therese. Yeah, but there's no A on there for it to be Teresa. Or Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> just... I like Teresa. Let's go with that. Teresa Cablin. And she's known for Encino Man, Canis Man, Pronto, and Baywatch. And a bunch of other men. Encino Man. I used to watch mm-hmm. that all the time as a kid. Yeah, she was in Dream On, the TV show on HBO that always had naked girls. So we were hoping she was on the episode Nightmare on Bleecker Street. We were ho- that's a new that's a street in New York. We were hoping that she would. I wonder if uh, that's what got her into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Was she on Nightmare on Elm Street? No, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at you dropping that uh, reference. Um, she was in that movie, A League of Their Own. So she had, she, she makes, she made a little bit of money in, in acting and she hasn't acted since 97. So she obviously moved on to something, something else. But yeah, that's, uh, and the other girl, uh, who didn't really speak all that much is her name is Kay Wolf. Uh, she's really not a working actress all that much. So what do you think of Al's end statement to these guys in this meeting that he doesn't care how bald he gets because... He, well, to sum it up, he always has his couch. Now, didn't you think he was going to say television at least? I did. I actually was like, I know he's not going to say peg. Like, this joke is set up to not say peg. Right. I was like, but I thought he was going to say television. Yeah, I'm in grants. I thought 100% we were about to hear about a television. Yeah, instead we heard about a couch. It seems to me that Al wouldn't care what he was sitting in as long as he had his TV. I guess couch just flowed better, or because we always see him on the couch, we, the audience, will... You know what? I, th- I think that was dumbed down for us for for that reason. I think they dumbed that joke down for us, because we would not relate the fact that when he's sitting on the couch, he's watching TV? You don't think we realize that? <laughs> just damn. Like, what else <laughs> is he doing there? Right? I don't know. You, yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. Yeah, they dumbed it down for us. Because, oh, Al sits on the couch. Don't don't think about what he does when he's sitting there. Because you guys couldn't handle that much information. Yeah, that was weird. After these messages, we'll be right back. If you're concerned about your thinning hair, call Hair Club for Men and receive our free brochure. Learn how Hair Club's non-surgical polyfuse method gives you the freedom you've always wanted. Your new hair will look and feel like a part of you. I did not ask to lose my hair. 
And for a long period of time, I thought that I would have no choice. And with Hair Club, I do have that choice. I like that. No matter what sport or activity you enjoy, you'll feel secure and confident with your new hair. I was uncomfortable when I didn't have hair. Now that I have a full head of hair, people that haven't seen me in a while, they don't even know I had anything done. It's like totally natural to them. Now I can walk down the street and not worry about the person standing right behind me or standing on, you know, waiting at a traffic light and the people are piling up behind me and I think that everyone's looking down at the top of my head. So call for our free brochure to view our various hairstyles and receive information about Hair Club's non-surgical polyfuse method. And remember, I'm not only the Hair Club president, but I'm also a client. So uh, the big grand ending is that Steve is still sitting in the shoe store after the meeting is over. Al embarrassed the crap out of him. He had to sit there and endure the next hour or whatever with after his uh, his buddy who he's friends with insulted everybody in the room. And Marcy says, you know, what are you doing here? Blah, blah. Steve, Al told me I'd find you here. What's wrong? I was just sitting here. Trying to decide how to tell you something terrible. What is it, Steve? I'm going bald. And? Uh, uh, that's it. That's the news. Honey, I've known that since the day you got down on your knees to propose. <laughs> so that was another, you know, stretch joke that we thought was a little weird. Even though they only been married, I mean, he only proposed like what four years ago, maybe tops. Yeah, but I think this joke helps with the argument that some of the jokes are just a little too stretched. Though I do think there is that one scene when they're sitting in the meeting that you can almost see a tiny bald spot on the back of his head. Uh, dude, I kept convincing myself that that he, it was there. Yeah. That I can't, that's why I was just like, I don't, maybe it's, I think I see something. I mean, this is on a 4K TV. I should be able to see something here. And and I was like, I think you can see something tiny, but it, I might have just been trying to trick myself at that point. Right. We're trying to buy into this. I keep, I kept looking at it too. I was like, huh. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> another one of my, this disc is, must be a bad disc or something. Cause my, my, this episode froze up on me. I had to go seek it out via other means. Really? Yeah. Huh. You must have got a bad disc then because mine, yeah. I had no issues. Yeah, it's. I, I just think that it's this disc. You know, they, they aren't packaged the greatest. <laughs> the greatest. No, they're, I, I, took, <laughs> I threw away my package. All of mine yeah. are in a, in, a, in a disc holder, like a CD case. Well, I'll just say this. David Garrison is still not bald, so. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I Man. know. It's funny you say that. I was actually going to talk about that. Wow, yeah, he is not bald. Mm -hmm. Even to this day. A man like that would never go bald. So they were totally just... He actually has pretty nice hair for being whatever. Like 65. Right, 65, right? Mm -hmm. Then you still think I'm attractive? Oh, Steve. Of course I do. Anybody would. Well, somebody doesn't. Look what somebody put on my desk. I put that there. Why? Cause it was your turn to shop, and two and a three for a dollar forty-nine is a great deal. Uh, so it so how how fooled were you guys by the big swerve that Marcy came in and told Steve that she's the one who left that note on his desk at work, and it really was 
for the tuna fish on sale as opposed to the minoxidil? No, I, yeah, I mean, I, I figured it would be about the tuna. I didn't, I didn't expect it. No, I didn't expect it to be about the tuna or that she left it. The whole episode was for nothing. It, it just showed you that we did all this for nothing. It was just, she was just trying to tell me that tuna was on sale. And it, it's almost like a message on life. Like we think much more of a lot of things than it's no. Oh yeah. That's definitely the intent for sure. For sure. But at the end of the day, like that doesn't mean that he's not going bald. No. <laughs> Which is still kind of sucky. It just means that like, hey, maybe you shouldn't care about that so much. Right. And it's funny, I've seen this episode so many times and I still, not that I keep getting swerved, I'm saying that it it still impacts me. Like her delivery and all that kind of stuff, it still hits me the same way. Like I feel what Steve feels when he gets this information. So bravo to you guys, you know. All right, we'll be right back with the ratings. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys, it is rating time. <laughs> How many cans of tuna for $1.49 are we giving out of five for Bold and the Beautiful? Justin, wow, I can't believe we're finally going to hear a live response from you after so long. All right, so this episode, um, I, I enjoyed it. Like, Jerry kind of pointed out some of the things that I think we all kind of had a little bit issues with was the fact that, you know, clearly he, Steve isn't bald. And, and if you were going to pick somebody who was going bald, it would be, it would be Al. So some of those jokes, if taken literally don't really work, then we throw in the paranoia angle. Well, does that make more sense? Kind of, yes, a little bit, but some not the whole time. Um, so, I mean, it, it is like, there is some problems with the writing a little bit in, in this type of episode, but I'm, I'm still under the like confliction that it might be one of those damn things in sitcoms where it's like, they, they just expect you to believe what they're saying as a plot point for the episode and not actually show you anything. Um, who knows? We'd have to talk to a writer. Uh, but yeah, I, I still thought this was a pretty solid episode. And honestly, like, even though... <clears throat> like I knew that that it was about the tuna, you know, Alex pointing it out and saying like, you know, it's a life lessons. Like, like I give that props because there's not that there hasn't been a whole lot of that thus far, you know, here and there. Um, so I do give that props and uh, I'm going to come in at a three and a half out of five dollar forty nine cans of tuna. All right, Jerry, how many cans of tuna for $1.49 out of fire are you giving this episode? So this episode flew by watching it. It, it was faster than Al in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> like, by the time it was over, I felt like it had only been 15 minutes. And I need to dig deeper into if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But for this episode, it was certainly a good thing because a lot of the things that I re- like 
while watching it did not pop into my head until we started discussing it as to things that could have been an issue. And I think its speed helped that. It did not leave you a lot of time to think about it. Um, it barely left you enough time to check the back of Steve's head. <laughs> and so even with some of the flaws in it, um, the fact that it does kind of have a message that, hey, it doesn't matter what you think about how you look. It matters what your significant other does. If they don't care, you're fine. Go sit on the couch and watch TV. You're golden. So because of that, I'm actually going four out of five. I would never see myself going, no, I'm not watching this episode. If it's on, I'm watching it because it's super fast. It's everything I want a Married with Children episode. Four out of five for me. Yeah, 100%. I'm not eating the tuna, but I'll buy four. <laughs> You'll buy them. Well, yeah. This episode, uh, the first thought that came to mind when it ended is that this is a classic 80s TV sitcom. Like, this is everything that an 80s TV sitcom should be. It's not trying too hard to give you a grand episode. And it's not, you know, there's no disappointment in the entertainment level. You know, it's the complete middle of the road. And I mean that in the best of ways. Uh, episode where, you know, nothing has changed. And it, and to to cap that, the whole point of the episode at the end is to tell you the whole episode was for nothing. You know, it, it just it encapsulates itself in that ending theme. So it's so perfect in that way because, I mean, every single joke was strong. Although, like we said, these glaring omissions, which the, the biggest one is that Steve really isn't bald. It's so good you could almost forgive it and you could almost look for something that's not there and you, and you could convince yourself that it's happening. You know, that's how good this is. And that's how invested. And, and just the acting here, all the situations they were put in, Al reacting to the match and the bottoms up and the dog food and Al buying into this craziness. And, you know, two seconds ago, he wasn't even hearing them. He was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And all of a sudden, these two hot chicks walk in, and it's never a bad thing to have hot girls. I mean, I know we should rate the girls. We haven't really rated girls in a while. That's weird. Um, but I w if, if I were to rate the girls, believe it or not, uh, they're not really my type, but I think they're still hot. And um, they seem older, too. They don't look like, like hot young girls or anything. Why does every 80s chick in these shows look like they do coke? Uh, they probably all did. I mean, they're in Hollywood. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it is a it's a prevalent thing at that time. But yeah, I mean, um, the whole thing. There's not a dull moment, and yeah, for me too, it flew by. And there's there's nothing I dislike about this episode. I can't say oddly enough, I still can't say I love it. But I am in between really liking it and loving it. So I will give it a four point five out of five. It's just. A, it's a golden episode that never fails and it's a great topic and a lot came out of it look how long this episode is this is one of our longest episodes so even longer than the Elvis one no nothing will ever top the Elvis episode <laughs> we went all out there now I mean, there was just too much information for that episode yeah talking about an iconic uh, legend in music uh, and comparing trying to get the mo the same amount of material out of hair is, is a difficult task but we uh, did what we could. So, guys, tune in next week as we review The Gypsy Cried after a party fortune teller 
predicts luck for everyone else but doom for Marcy, she insists the Bundys fly with her on a business trip where she confronts her rude boss. Alrighty then. That's that's certainly a thing. <laughs> uh, I got news for you. This is a great episode. Don't worry, buddy. Like Earth Angel great? What uh, no. <laughs> Solid as a rock. And, and I think Earth Angel was, but okay. Uh, no, you will like this too. <laughs> 